Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. How do we get to the place where, you know, Putin decides he's going to just invade Russia? Nothing like this has happened since World War II. Well, there you have it, people. It is a very solemn day, a solemn weekend and a solemn Monday now. There was President Joe Biden over the weekend telling us how Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia, he's invaded Russia. All right. So we didn't know about this. We didn't know. I've been watching the news. You know what I mean? I got my guys sending me things throughout the day. I'm on all of the social media platforms. I had not been informed. We knew things were getting bad, right? Everybody knew something was going on. And this Putin guy, something's not right. But according to the president of the United States, he is now invaded his own country. Okay, something like this has not happened since World War II. All right, can we go back to that one more time? Because I don't want to just, you know, gloss over the gravity of the situation here. How do we get to the place where, you know, Putin decides he's going to just invade Russia? Nothing like this has happened since World War II. I don't know how we get to this place. It's a bad place to be. We did not want to be in this place where Putin invaded his own country. And on top of everything else going on with Ukraine and all the other stuff, energy prices, et cetera, it's pretty bad. Ladles and jelly spoons, it's March 7th, 2022. I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message. We are live streaming on Rumble, YouTube, and Blaze TV. And of course, what I just did there was a playoff of what the man pretending to be president is doing every single day, which is just flubbing everything constantly. Obviously, that was just a slip of the tongue. But at some point, people, at some point, I think we're all going to have to say we got a big problem here because supposedly that guy is in charge. Uh, We're going to be talking all about energy today because that really is the part of this Ukraine-Russia thing that is affecting us here in the United States and really affecting everybody all over the world. Um, I was in Los Angeles As you may remember, on Friday, we pre-taped our Q&A. I was in Los Angeles for a few hours. I got in and out as quickly as I could because uh, I was taping my next PragerU video, which will coincide with the debut of Don't Burn This Country in April. We got a couple pictures of what I saw in Los Angeles. This is related to all the energy stuff that's going on. First off, this is a picture I took of the gas station near the PragerU offices. And look at those freaking gas prices, okay? Those are bananas prices, $5.49 for regular. Absolutely insane. Los Angeles is just an absolute dystopian crap hole. And I know I have to put in cash into the fleeing California fund whenever I talk about California. I did try to buy coffee in California and I was rejected. Yeah, that's when I went into, uh, what was that? That was Pan Cotidian, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. Uh, was rejected there. I was also rejected from buying an iced coffee at the airport at LAX itself because I went up to Coffee Bean and Tea Leaf and I said to the lady, I would like 
a large iced coffee with some oat milk. And she said, sir, I can't serve you unless you put your mask on. And I swear to you, I am not making this up. This is not a joke. Michael was there. He can confirm it. Uh, I said to her, uh, well, ma'am, the president of the United States, Joe Biden, did not wear a mask at the State of the Union in that room with all of those other people just a few days ago. And she literally was like this. Her eyes actually crossed, like I actually created some sort of vortex in her brain. She could not understand how those things were connected like this. And uh, yada, yada, yada. I had to get in the Uber without iced coffee. I was not happy about it. All that being said, uh, the PragerU video, I think you're really gonna dig it. I believe it comes out on April 11th. Am I allowed to say that? And the book comes out on April 12th, which reminds me to tell you it. And then we will get to all the stuff that we're gonna get to on today's show. Uh, Don't Burn This Country comes out on April 12th. You can pre-order right now at daverubin.com slash book. I think you're gonna dig it. It's just the next steps in everything that I laid out in Don't Burn This Book. It's now how you can fix your own life to the best of your ability uh, in this woke dystopia that we are in. And for the next three days, in case increasingly over the course of this week, you hear my voice getting weaker and softer and hoarser and I'm (coughs) talking like that. It's because for the next three days, for five hours a day when I get out of here, uh, basically uh, afternoon right after this, uh, I'm doing the audiobook, which I am reading myself. I really loved reading it last time and I know a lot of you guys liked it. That way I can get the humor right and the inflection and the tone and all that. Uh, but it's five hours a day for three days, might even be four days, just depending on how it all goes. Uh, so I'll be doing that uh, every day of this week. And as I said, the book comes out on April 12th. All right, so let's, uh, let's just get to it here. We all know something ain't right. There's a lot of things that ain't right. And there's a lot of things that ain't been right for a long time whether we're talking about COVID and lockdowns and firing people and mandates and supply chain stuff and Afghanistan and really nothing's working as it's supposed to. Uh, But uh, prices of gas right now are going completely insane. Should we do that video first? The video from LA? We'll do the video first. So here's a little from a local LA uh, news station. When will it end? Yes, they outrageous, man. Yeah, the Los Angeles Long Beach area broke another record again today for the highest average. Uh, we are now paying 4.88 for a gallon of regular unleaded. So bad, tow truck drivers seeing a trend. Well, maybe that's why I do a lot of fuel calls tonight because people can't afford gas. <laughs> people, I do four or five fuel calls at night. You know. Every- you gotta love truck drivers. You really gotta. Like, the guy's got a great sense of humor. Like, basically, like, ah, people don't wanna drive their cars anymore because of the gas prices. So they're calling me to tow their, uh, to tow their cars. So, uh, Statista uh, has compiled gas prices uh, for the last two years. Well, they've been co- compiling it for the last, you know, many years. But starting in November of 2020, they started this chart here. No, I'm sorry. This is January of 19 is where they started the chart. And as you can see, gas prices. Uh, They dipped out, interestingly, this is really interesting. They dipped out in about May of 20. So this is now, Orange Man was president. We're sort of at the height of COVID, but gas prices were under control. And then I want want you to look at is basically January of 21. And just a little bit before that, November of 20, you see that? That was when we had the election. And then January of 21 is when Joe Biden is installed president of the United States and gas prices have gone bananas since then. Gas prices, of course, 
these are the barometer, the real barometer of what actually is going on in the country, right? Like when things are going pretty well and the economy's pretty stable, gas prices are basically pretty low. And now we are watching them explode. So you don't have to know everything about macroeconomics. You don't have to know everything about supply chain or anything else to understand why gas prices and trucks need to move things. People need to drive to work. Like th that gas in essence is the fuel of the economy for lack of a better phrase. So prices are completely blowing up right now. Now, why would they be blowing up? Is this all just because of what's happening just because, as Joe Biden said, Vladimir Putin invaded Russia? Could it all just be because of that? Or could there be something else a bit more nefarious going on here? Well, here's Biden's energy secretary, Jennifer Granholm, talking about how we have to transition out of gas. But what? When did that happen? But the bottom line is that this president and this administration are looking at every single tool to shield American families from the impact of rising energy prices. And we're working through, we're working through an energy transition. And we've got to start by adding energy. And the reality is we have to take some time to get off of oil and gas. We recognize this. This is a transition. You see what she just did right there? She said the quiet part out loud. Uh, lady, first off, they're using every single tool. Well, no, they're not using every single tool. They're basically not using any of our tools. We're now talking to Iran about getting oil. We're talking to Venezuela about getting oil. We uh, are not talking to Texas. We're not talking about the Keystone pipeline that Biden closed, right? We're not doing the things that would make us energy independent which we easily could be. Everyone knows this. We'll get uh, more to that uh, in a few minutes. Everyone knows this. We are not doing every single thing we can. But what she said there was uh, about the transition. That's the interesting thing, this energy transition. And now I think, ladies and gentlemen, we are peeling the onion a bit, little bit. And what we're gonna find is this thing really stinks. Um, energy transition. Now we can all talk about AOC's Green New Deal and all of the stuff that they've been pushing on us and, and the transition to solar and wind and all of those things and how they don't really work pop properly and often just become crazy boondoggles of government putting in money to things and a lot of people get rich, but it doesn't really do much of anything. Okay, in theory, am I for green energy and renewable resources? Of course, you really wanna do it right. We should be building nuclear plants, but let's put that aside for just a second. Uh, this idea that they're using this crisis and this is what government does always with everything. They see a crisis right now. And by the way, there is a crisis. So contrary to what uh, Joe Biden said, uh, Putin, the president of Russia, he did not invade Russia. He, invent, uh, he invaded Ukraine, okay? Now the problem there is now we are putting all sorts of sanctions. The world is putting all sorts of sanctions on Russia. Over the weekend, MasterCard and Visa said that they won't do financial transactions with Russia. Russia's feeling the pinch, but we are also still buying gas from Russia right now. So in some ways you could argue that we are partially funding the war. We're kind of on both sides of this thing. We're giving Ukraine weapons, we're helping them on the ground, et cetera, et cetera. And we're also buying oil from the guys who are doing the invading. Now, again, if you wanna get off oil altogether, we can have that conversation. If you wanna get off fossil fuels altogether, 
have that conversation. These guys never want to talk about nuclear, by the way. They never, never want to talk about nuclear. Uh, but this is what they're doing. They are taking this crisis and they are saying, see, Russia's bad. Russia has something to do with oil and gas and energy. And this is our opportunity to transition away from this stuff altogether. Do you think this might be connected to that Great Reset thing? Or is that possibly just a crazy, crazy conspiracy theory that seems to unfold further into truth every single day? Well, Jen Psaki continued. Uh, she went on. You know, I love this Psaki woman. Uh, she's blaming the increasing prices here at home, which again, should not be increasing because we have enough oil if we could just release our natural resources. Um, she's blaming it all on Putin and, and Ukraine. The reason why the price of gas is going up is not because of steps the president has taken. They are because President Putin is invading Ukraine and that is creating a great deal of instability in the global marketplace. Really, Jen? Really, you're not gonna believe this. We did a little research, Phoenix. Good for you today. We did a little research and gas prices actually rose $1.14 from Biden's inauguration to the day Putin invaded. That is also according to Statista. So what she's saying right now is you're seeing gas prices rise. They're rising, but it's because of that Putin guy. You know, he's in charge of Russia and the old man said he invaded Russia. And that's why, except for the year plus that Joe Biden has been president, gas prices were already rising and we were not doing anything to rely on ourselves. So we are buying, just really understand this right now. And, and really, not only really understand it, but then really think about what's really going on here. It's like we are buying gas from Russia while Russia is attacking Ukraine. Now you could say we should have nothing to do with any of this. We should be completely independent. We shouldn't have anything to do militarily with any of this. We can have all of those conversations but just know what we're doing and that our leaders are just lying to us about why prices are going up. Now, you may remember a certain orange man with crazy hair. He was president for four years, then they booted him from social media, they sent him to the phantom zone, but occasionally we can find old video clips and in most of these old video clips, for some reason, he's getting most of the stuff right. So here is former president Donald Trump at the UN General Assembly, you know, they hold this charade every year where mostly bad countries come to lecture the rest of us, uh, but the president speaks at it every year. Uh, this is a couple years back at the UN General Assembly, President Donald Trump uh, calling out a whole bunch of countries for relying on Russian oil. Reliance on a single foreign supplier can leave a nation vulnerable to extortion and intimidation. That is why we congratulate European states such as Poland for leading the construction of a Baltic pipeline so that nations are not dependent on Russia to meet their energy needs. Germany will become totally dependent on Russian energy if it does not immediately change course. Here in the Western Hemisphere, we are committed to maintaining our independence from the encroachment of expansionist foreign powers. Did you catch what happened right at the end there when they flash to the UN people from Germany and they're kind of smiling and laughing as Trump says that? That Germany's in a lot of trouble because you sh shouldn't be so reliant on Russia and they're laughing it off? Well, it's like, pretty sure nobody's laughing right now. All countries should try to be 
as energy independent as possible. So you aren't relying on other countries, right? So other countries don't have leverage over you. Now look, some countries don't have a lot of natural resources. It's, it just is what it is. So you have to figure out ways to innovate. You have to figure out partnerships with other countries that make sense. You have to think about oil. You have to think about gas. You have to think about fracking. You have to think about nuclear, wind power, water power, all of those things. Depends on your geography. Depends on your people, your level of innovation, all of that. Um, but Trump was right. Trump was right. And once again, Biden is unsure who's invading who and why they're doing it. Uh, now, on Friday, we did uh, a little story about Elon Musk. And of course, Elon Musk from SpaceX and Starlink and Tesla. He is our, he is the world's, well, he is, I guess he's the world's Tony Stark in essence. He is our most important industrialist and technologist right now. And he is operating outside of the government trying to get things done. So right now he's got the Starlink system operating in the Ukraine so that people are able to get internet service. Um, and that's not even a perfect system because then they're worried that the Russians might be able to actually pinpoint where people are, but he's doing his best to help keep the flow of information open and the rest of it. Uh, he jumped on Twitter uh, to make a point about what's going on here with oil and gas. Let's throw up that first tweet. He said, hate to say it, but we need to increase oil and gas output immediately. Extraordinary times demand extraordinary measures. Now he went on, here's the second tweet, and this is where it really gets interesting and you can sort of see someone's motivations every now and again. Obviously this would negatively affect Tesla but sustainable energy solutions simply cannot react instantaneously to make up for Russian oil and gas exports. That's someone telling the truth, the truth. Now think about this, Tesla. Michael, you just got a Tesla last week. How do you like that car? He loves the car, okay? He loves the car. The Tesla is an awesome machine. I had a Tesla when I was in LA and then uh, we left it there because they told us we could get one real quick when we get here. Anyway, it's supposed to come this week. I love the Tesla, it's awesome. It's truly an innovative technology and the idea that you're not so dependent on gas and all that stuff, okay, we all know that. And we know, by the way, that he's gotten government subsidies and tax breaks, okay, fine. But what he's saying right there is, hey, I'm a guy that is selling renewable energy cars, electric cars to get us off this oil stuff. However, in a moment such as this, I am willing to put out information out there and say, we better start doing more drilling here. We better start unleashing American energy, which is gonna hurt my bottom line, right? Then less people will need the Tesla if we actually do that. He's saying, I will, I will put that out there uh, because there are things more important than my bottom line. That's what an actual honest businessman and industrialist and an American would say, and it's extremely interesting because the Democrats are completely against this. They wanted Keystone shut down, which is exactly what Joe Biden did right when he took office. And they wanted us more reliant on, we've got this Iran deal coming through, as I said, Venezuela before. You've got Pete Buttigieg, our gay transportation secretary, and I only mention he's gay because that's why he got the job, uh, talking about how we're gonna have to think about you know, getting oil again from Iran. And it's like, well, Pete, you know, they throw people like you off cranes in Iran, but I guess they're not quite as bad as evil Putin, right? Uh, Ted Cruz, he's down with what uh, Elon Musk said. He said, couldn't agree more, unleash American energy now. You think a guy like Ted Cruz might know a little something about this? He's a senator from a small state, you may have heard of it, called Texas. And they have a lot of something there called oil. 
And if we would allow them to do the proper drilling, and again, we can always talk about how we can do all of this stuff better, right? We can always talk about are there ways to make sure that fracking is completely safe and you're not causing little tremors or whatever people are worried about. Are we doing all of the things to make sure we're, we're not harming the environment, we're not causing gas leaks and we're not polluting our rivers and basically creating the scene from the Simpsons movie? Are, can we make sure we're doing all that stuff? Yes. But right now, relative to what's happening in the world, does it make sense that at any level, we are reliant on anyone other than ourselves for energy when we have the ability to be completely self-sustaining? It just doesn't make sense. And it really doesn't make sense that we would be buying oil from Russia right now. And I'm not saying this as someone that wants to create a war, right? There's a war going on whether we like it or not. So should we be funding the war through oil when we could literally tomorrow just start opening up the pipes. Could we, what should we do? What do you, what do you think we should do? Anyway, all of this is so crazy. And, and one of the reasons it's crazy, as we've been talking about forever here, is that the media just makes all of this impossible. It is so hard to figure out who to trust. People who could not point out Russia or Ukraine on a map suddenly know exactly what to do. People who couldn't tie their shoes if their shoes were Velcro. You can't tie Velcro, but you get the point. Uh, they suddenly know everything. Everyone's an expert in Russia and Ukraine and everything else. I'm trying not to uh, go over my pay grade in any of this, but just translate some basic info to you. Actually, by the way, later, we're putting it up later today, right? The uh, Nikki Haley interview, that's later today, yeah. I interviewed Nikki Haley on Friday uh, with a bit of, uh, to get sort of a broad look at what's going on in Ukraine. Nikki Haley, of course, who was the United States ambassador to the UN uh, during the Trump administration when we did not have these wars. Uh, so she talks about peace through strength. I also talked to her about a lot of my libertarian beliefs. So I think you'll, you'll dig it. We'll check that out a little bit later, but it's really hard to get an honest assessment of anything. And everybody is just talking out of their asses. But then I saw this, this video went viral over the weekend. This is UFC fighter Bryce Mitchell. And he's being asked, about Russia and Ukraine, because apparently if you're a UFC fighter or you're a plumber or a politician or you work at the geek squad at Best Buy, you have to have an opinion on absolutely everything all the time. And you're not going to believe this, but UFC fighter Bryce Mitchell, the guy's making some sense. And to get your thoughts on the whole Russia and Ukraine situation. You know, um, Here's my first thought is I'm not going nowhere to fight none of these wars for these politicians I'm staying at home and when the war comes to Arkansas I will dig my boots in the ground and I will die for everything I love and I will not retreat if this country's invaded and Everybody's saying well, we gotta we gotta evacuate. We gotta leave we got I will not I will dig my boots in the Arkansas soil and I will fight for the people that I love for the land that I love and the way of life that I love but I'm not going overseas to fight I don't know what's going on, to be honest, brother. I really don't. There's so much stuff, and I don't think nobody knows what's going on fully. There's been so much political corruption in that area. You got Biden and his son making a shit ton of money off of uh, and using our tax dollars to bribe their people. That's treasonous, in my opinion. Uh, so you got Hunter Biden and his son using our tax dollars. Hey, if if Ukrainian government, if you don't do this, we're taking your tax dollars. He shouldn't be giving our tax dollars to that country anyway. We got veterans out here sleeping on the street, and you're going to give our freaking tax dollars to these Ukrainians? And all the, I, brother, I don't know what's going on over there, but I'm not going over there and fighting. And God bless anybody that's over there that's fighting, and I hope that this shit just gets solved. And, man, I don't like war. 
You know what I mean? I don't want people dying and all that stuff. I don't want to be, but I don't know what's going on. There's so much stuff that I think that's corrupted that we just don't know what's truly going on over there. And I just, I pray all those people are safe. There you have it, people. UFC fighter Bryce Mitchell, who I did not know of until I saw this video, making more sense than pretty much anyone you're going to see on CNN or MSNBC or half these other places. Like, what is really going on here? How did this war just explode and this energy crisis just explode just as COVID was wrapping up, just before the State of the Union, just months before the midterms as everybody's angry at the Democrats? Like, what really is going on here? And, and more interestingly, what he says, it's just like the very human level. Like, I'm not going there. I live in Arkansas. If someone attacks Arkansas, I'll defend that. He even hits on the corruption, like the deep, level of corruption in Ukraine. And that is not simping for Russia if you say that, okay? There is deep corruption in Ukraine. We know, you've all seen the video a million times, right? The video of Biden bragging how he was gonna withhold US dollars from Ukraine uh, unless they fired the prosecutor that he wanted fired. Everyone has seen it. We also weren't allowed to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop before the election. Hunter Biden, who was a, basically a crack addict who had no expertise in the energy sector was getting an awful lot of money from a Ukrainian energy company uh, before the election. The guy had no expertise whatsoever to be working for a Ukrainian energy company. So Bryce Mitchell, man, you make some sense. You make some sense. So anyway, I was, uh, we were putting together the show today and I thought, well, all right, we're, we're, this is sort of depressing at some level. Like we have this sort of war brewing that we're kind of in and also not in, but like the whole world is connected one way or another. And because we're selling these guys, these Russians led by Vladimir Putin, because we're selling them oil, like we are all connected to this thing, right? And, uh, and the energy price is going up and we all know food prices are going up. Like it, it feels weird. It just all feels weird. And I was like, you know, it's a Monday and I don't really want to just depress people on a Monday. Can we find something that's gonna make people sit up straight with their shoulders back and be like, you know, America's got some good stuff going on too. Well, believe it or not, it came from a soccer game. I, I can't believe it, but it did. Uh, this is a really beautiful moment. Uh, Clay Travis, my buddy Clay Travis uh, tweeted this thing out. This is in Charlotte, North Carolina over the weekend at an MLS soccer game. Uh, they are, the, the singer is singing the national anthem and the audio goes out and the whole stadium just picks up and it's just absolutely beautiful. Take a look.
mean, man, how absolutely beautiful is that, right? Like chills up your spine. That is we the people. And that's why there still is so much goodness here. I know it's hard to pilfer out the goodness through all the crazy news, but those are just good old fashioned Americans. And it's a beautiful moment. There's a lot of moments like that when we can actually get together and see each other. And perhaps that's why they wanted us locked down and scared and afraid of each other all this time. Uh, before we wrap up, guys, it is Meme Monday over at the Ruben Report Locals community at rubenreport.locals.com. Here's the meme that I put up this morning. There you go, Shell, regular gas is LOL, plus OMG, Supreme, WTF. And they're providing KY Jelly to help ease the pain of your next gas purchase. Uh, we got a couple hundred responses on the post already. People just putting in their favorite memes right now. There is no shortage of memes. The, the memes will save us, basically, because if you can stay happy and, and stay joyous through all this lunacy, that is actually how we will win. All right, a couple comments from locals. Uh, Dak says, I legit saw gas go from $5.59 a gallon to $5.89 a gallon in a three-hour period here in L.A. County. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts, and it's like people, I hope even you crazy freaking lunatics of California realize that this is the policy of your people. These are the policies of the people that you elect, whether it's the governor and his ridiculous policies related to energy, or it's the president of the United States. So I was even thinking when I was coming back, when I was on a plane and I was like, I felt like I was escaping California. I was, again, I was thinking, man, it's just so great to go back to a place that look, Florida here in Florida, obviously Ron DeSantis can't completely control the energy sector and we are dependent on our deals, international deals and all that. But it's like if the shit really hit the fan and, and gas prices were really going crazy and we really had shortages and there were lines again, like Jimmy Carter 70s and all of that stuff. It's like I have full faith that the governor of the state that I live in here in Florida would be doing everything possible to be managing it properly. And that the people, the people would be thinking through the issues clearly and we wouldn't have mad rushes and like true like societal breakdown and it's like it's going to be very different when it happens in some of these other places you take the bananas people of portland and seattle and los angeles and now you now they can't get gas either and they're already burning the cities down like what comes after that margo says the energy secretary appears to be running out of steam <laughs> that's a good one uh yeah that woman um granholm it's like what was she before this? Was she the, maybe a deputy? can you search Granholm? What was she before this? She was a host on Current TV, but before that, Jennifer Granholm, she was a host on Current TV, and I think maybe she was like deputy secretary of something in California or something. Um, but it's interesting because when they say this thing about, oh, we're just doing an energy transition, politicians don't let a crisis go to waste, and that is what this is really about. I just have no doubt about it, right? I just don't, they want us on uh, this, they want us on this, this Green New Deal and the rest of it. She was Michigan governor. She was Michigan governor. And now they got, they got Gretchen Whitmer. So things are not progressing well there either. Uh, Olaf says maybe Mayor Pete could go on a diplomatic mission to Russia. He could ride his bike. Remember that video where they saw Pete riding his bike in DC because they wanted it to appear that Pete was a big bike rider. And then of course, someone else found video of him, his bike being driven somewhere that he gets on the bike and goes, God, we are governed by morons. Uh, all right, guys, reminder, you can pre-order Don't Burn This Country 
at DaveRubin.com slash book. And if you buy during the pre-sale period, it all goes to that first week sale. And I want to get on the New York Times bestseller list, not because I give a shit about the New York Times, but I just want to be able to throw it in their faces. I did it once. They weren't happy about it. It would be even more rewarding, bizarrely, two plus years later to do it again. Uh, if you want to play along and get in the, uh, the chat section, comment section, you can join us at rubenreport.locals.com. And my full interview with Harriet Hageman, who, as I mentioned, uh, is running against Liz Cheney for Congress in Wyoming. And we do a ton, actually, on energy and, and how we can not be so reliant on places like Russia, which are led by bad guys like Vladimir Putin, who, according to Joe Biden, are invading places like Russia. Uh, I think you'll dig the interview, the full thing up ad-free at rubenreport.locals.com and uh, with ads over on Rumble and YouTube. All right, that was a Monday show. I feel good about Monday. Shall we have lunch today, gentlemen? We will have lunch today. I'm off to record probably the first third of Don't Burn This Country audiobook. I'll be a little hoarse tomorrow, but I'll have some tea with honey. I will do my job to the best of my ability. And, and in closing, despite the fact that Vladimir Putin is invading Russia, we just must Keep moving forward. That is the important thing. Don't worry, everybody. Joe Biden's in charge. Let's go, Brandon. See you later. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubenreport.locals.com.